Oh, you might have just heard her then. <laughs> Welcome back to my podcast. Um, I've had some amazing guests, but I've got to tell you, this is going to be one of the, my most favorite guests because it's like talking to myself. One, because she's called Susie, and two, because she does Marilyn Monroe. And she's probably one of the most famous Marilyn Monroe's, if not the most famous Marilyn Monroe's ever that people first knew about and um, star of Legends when Legends first opened and a really awesome, amazing person. Um, a girl I looked up to when I started my career and I was lucky enough to meet her and that is Susan Griffiths and we met at the Marilyn Monroe Memorial, right? Am I on? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. And that was, um, gosh, Susie, it's been how many years? Oh my goodness. That was many, many, many. Well, I've been a Marilyn Monroe impersonator for over 20 years now. So, oh my gosh. Yeah, and yeah. you're still a baby. You've got so much more gas in the tank, my friend. <laughs> oh, well, we'll see if I, if I get out of lockdown ever. But we, we did meet and it was amazing because it was like talking to somebody who really knows how it feels to do this crazy job, pretending to be somebody you're not because we're not Marilyn. Um, but having this image... We're not? Yes, yeah, sorry to break the news to you, unless we're twins, right? So, and that's another thing, actually, very, very, very funny about being twins. Uh, my picture appears on eBay and all these places uh, on, on Marilyn items. And the only other picture I know, because it's always my gold picture, is your picture, Susan, in the white dress, is always constantly being sold as Marilyn on eBay and... Isn't that frustrating, though, too? Because, you know, it's not one of my favorite pictures. I mean, it's so It never funny. is, is I, it? I don't really, right? They, they pick the one that I don't... I think there's better pictures. And I first of all, I, I, I don't know about you, but I hate it when they say that I'm her because she's her. And it's okay for me to be me, but it's just like they sell our image, you know. I know. And it's frustrating. Well, it is frustrating. It's also a compliment because we're back there going, yeah, <laughs> you think I'm so good. You think I'm the real thing. But it is always that there's this one horrific picture of me that is I'm wearing this wig and I took this gig. And, and you'll know this pain, Susan. Only a lookalike will know this pain. You get offered a gig and you're like, I've got to do what? And they're like, you've got to model these uh, Marilyn dresses and wigs for this company. And it's the leading company of like... Um, a fancy dress for like everyone dressed up for Halloween and I see these wigs I'm like oh my god and they're like and it's so much thousand pounds and you're like okay because <laughs> I've got and it's licensed by the Marilyn Monroe estate I couldn't even argue oh. that I don't think she'd like it it's licensed by the estate which is even worse oh my god yeah oh my god so oh, Susan yes. how did you get into it well, before we start slagging off clients that pay us well uh, how did you become Marilyn you know, it's so interesting because I didn't know who Marilyn Monroe was. I didn't follow her as a, you know, I wasn't in that, uh, the, the great classic movies, what have you. And I remember when people said, you look like Marilyn Monroe. And I had brunette hair. You know, I'm a brunette. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know that, but I'm a brunette. You can tell it every time. We, we all are. We all are. <laughs> <laughs> and people would say that. So it was like, oh, okay. So came to California, born in California, came back to California, started lightening my hair, heard it all the time, went up. I don't know if you ever heard of this agent called Ron Smith, but he was iconic in the um, lookalike business, not the impersonator business, but uh, here in America he was. So I went to his office and this photographer created me into doing it. Long story short, I went to Japan and made these commercials and that kind of started everything. But then the real kicker was Legends in Concert, you know, going over to do the show, starting that show and being a baby and, mm. and really 
having, you know how that is, Susie, you kind of learn on the fly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that's what I was going to say to you. Have you ever sung? Because I know when I started doing Marilyn, I'd never really professionally sung before. And I just was thrown in to start singing these songs. And had yeah. you had you ever sung before professionally? Uh, you know, happy birthday. I mean, not to the extent that should be on any stage. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. So, you know what it was, mm. Susie? You either get better or you get off. <laughs> so but I that's so true. That's so true. Dance I... classes, dance classes, um, voice lessons. Of course, with Marilyn, because the voice is, is not you know, Janis Joplin, which was Sherry Ray at the time, who was like, oh my God, what a voice. Um, we got to eke by, but there's only so long that your look or, or whatever will take you and you must come up to speed. So I learned on the fly. That's what mm -hmm. I, I think that I think so many lookalike um, impersonators do that. I think if you look back when I first started, I don't know if you feel the same, but I look back at earlier pictures of me and I'm like, oh my God, someone paid me. Like you find as you, as you, you improve your look, you improve your sound, you, there's, there's so much little techniques you make and, and you think, oh, I won't be doing that again by, by learning on the fly. And I think that by making the same expression or when you really um, envelop somebody, there's a part of your face or your whatever you're doing that sort of starts to transform as well. I mean, you, you start with the raw clay which you must bear some resemblance to her or have these, these gifts, hopefully. But um, as you continue to do her, it kind of becomes second nature, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I always say there's a part of her that you have your poses. I have two poses that I usually kind of <laughs> edge to that I know. It's like as soon as I do them, the client goes, oh, yeah, that's Marilyn. And you think, well, yeah. it's, it's the one that I'm, you know, there's certain poses that I can't do because my face doesn't work that way. So I know my strengths and you're probably the same. You're like, that's my look. That's the one I like doing, you know? And when sometimes photographers go, look this way and you're like, that's not me as... Oh, definitely, definitely. And, and of course, lighting is everything. <laughs> you yeah. Know, a, a horribly lit person will never look good doing... I mean, it's already enough pressure that you're, you're doing somebody else so there's a high bar of expectation whereas if you're just a model doing yourself you just do your thing so there's already that expectation along with that hopefully your angle is right and yes I think everybody has when they're being photographed so the way they like to be photographed now couple that with trying to look like somebody else and and it is a job. Right. Totally. It reminds me of a really funny story so if any photographers are listening to this please take note I did a photo shoot at Stars in Concert, which Susan's been at, you know, you know, the, 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 and it's in Germany and Germans are very direct. And it was me and Dean Z and William Hall. And Dean Z had, had won uh, Greatest Elvis at, at Graceland. He's a great Elvis. If you know Elvis's, he's a great one. And we had to do a photo shoot together. And the photographer kept telling Dean Z how to do Elvis. And he said, no, he wouldn't look like that. He wouldn't look like that. And I could see Dean getting more and more annoyed. And he said yeah. to the photographer, I'm really sorry, but I'm really glad you're here because if you weren't here, I don't think I could ever do Elvis. <laughs> and the photographer goes, I'm helping you. I'm helping you. And he was like, you are, because I've never done Elvis before today. And you could sit, and I get that with photographers that they they come with their and we are pros. We know how to do our version of Marilyn or Elvis because it is our version. You know, we we can't we can never be her. We know that, but it's our version, and our version's been pretty good, Susan, because we've been very busy. 
We're very blessed. And I have a, you have to unleash your, I mean, the, well, sometimes I work with the wedding photographers mm. and they pose people. And it's like, no, 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 I can't, <laughs> you can't do Marilyn on, I call it Marilyn on a leash. You mm. can't do her on a leash because she was exuberant. You know, you have to exude. You can't sit there and pose like you're doing a wedding photo. So yes, I've worked with many photographers on corporates that frustrate me. The famous photographers I've worked with, when I'm concerned about something, they go like this, oh, I'll airbrush that out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love that. So talking about great photographers, what was your best gigs? Because you've done some amazing gigs. I mean, if anyone who knows of Susan, Susan Griffiths, you will know that she's done some amazing um, gigs with Elton John in his video and Pulp Fiction and so what would you say is your like best gig? And I, I, know, I hate being asked that question because there's so many good ones, but. It's so tough, isn't it? Because each one represents a different, you know, um, spoke in the wheel, if you will. But um, I, I would have to say, iconically, it'd be Pulp Fiction because totally, of the yeah. status that that film reached and Quentin Tarantino and John Travolta's comeback. So that, that ha it's such a brief moment. But the one that's nearest and dearest to my heart is the Elton video because when I first started out, Susie, I heard that song. And, you know, remember, I was finding my way into Marilyn. I wasn't really, I didn't know a lot about her. So hearing that song, I was like, that is so sad, you know? And I remember equating that song with Marilyn. That song meant something. Totally, to yeah. The legacy of Marilyn. So later to do the video for Elton, that was, that was, that was probably nearest, you know, that touched my heart. Yeah, it's, it's like you say, one professionally and one personally, um, and both will, will live on. Um, it, what would you say, though, is your worst gig? Straight into your memory. <laughs> like a gig oh, you go, why am I here? Mine's modelling those horrible wigs that keep coming up on eBay as, is this Marilyn? It's definitely not Marilyn. <laughs> um, I think I've seen that picture and I actually think you could look quite lovely. Oh. But I remember I saw it and I thought, is that Susie? Because that's not her hair. <laughs> Thank God you knew it wasn't my hair. <laughs> oh, you put me on the spot because, um, you know, overall, doing Marilyn is such a gift, as you know. She's a wonderful persona to be and she's so well received generally by people and it's usually all good. But I know I've had some bad gigs. I just, they're not coming to my mind. So gigs that you that don't like, like when you think, oh, like we're lucky, like Corona's basically got rid of all our gigs, so we don't have options anymore. <laughs> but there's that one gig. I mean, I think it's when people call me and they say like, it's a stag party. I'm like, I'm not doing that gig. Luckily I was in a position to do that. But there's those kind of gigs where like trade shows kill me. I hate trade shows. My feet are just like, I can't feel my feet anymore. And these gigs that you go back and go, they're the ones I don't like, but I like the money. You know, I had one gig that a, a a woman hired me. It was a birthday gig, which um, you know, we when you're uh, when you're an entertainer, you just take gigs. But mm -hmm. birthdays can be interesting. I've had some great birthdays. Um, went to Jamaica and did the richest man in Russia's birthday party. It was an eight million dollar birthday party, and that's where I met Gene Simmons because the real kiss oh, was there. Yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. It's a whole story. I won't even go into it, but it, it was like one of my best gigs, but it was crazy. But this gig, the woman hired me, and um, after her boyfriend liked me a little too much, she threw champagne in my face <gasps> because she had hired me 
because she knew he loved Marilyn. And when he actually responded to loving Marilyn, which I was like, you know, as you know, Susie, we come, but we go. Yeah, yeah. And we're not meaning <laughs> we it when we... Her man. Exactly, yeah. Right? So that was kind of shocking. And... Um, oh, my God. So, but yeah. did she just... Yeah. Did you throw it in jest or in anger? Anger. <laughs> I mean, jest wouldn't have been nice either, but what did you do? You know... What can you do? This is so surreal. Mm -hmm. And I just said, I'm so sorry you didn't get the result you wanted. And I think I need to go. I just think I left. It was very weird. It's it's yeah. funny because I don't know if you've if you've heard there's one podcast I do about um the Me Too movement and I talk about a gig where a guy touched my boobs, you know, as part of the happy birthday. Yeah. And exactly like you, I didn't know how to react i mean people say punch him in the face we don't understand that we're booked on these gigs we're professionals that go back to our agent we'll be fired and it's one of those moments where people i think don't realize that we're actually human beings we're not this caricature that you've just paid for and taken out of a box and you can do, you know do what you like get... with susie i have been mistreated by women more than men sometimes believe it or not mm. because i'm kind of like a wiggle worm when i feel somebody's getting handsy I suddenly, especially when I'm doing My Heart Belongs to Daddy, I've always said, if you don't have control over the guy you've brought on stage, you are in big trouble because mm. I've had them get handsy and you have to kind of go, I go like this, stop it. Yeah. Um, and they, they don't know I've said stop it, but the guy kind of goes, oh, you know, because. Yeah, they know, they know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But believe it or not, women will, <laughs> they'll come up and they'll, they'll touch my boobs like, oh, are those real? Or they'll, as though I'm property. And um, I've had actually some women touch me inappropriately yeah i I have i've 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 kind of enjoyed it though sorry (laughs) (laughs) i don't mean actually you you are right though i've actually had that with women i just didn't really think about it and gay men gay men feel like they can touch you everywhere and yeah so sorry straight guys i'm giving you the 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 bully tactic here but yeah it it it, it is we're an object i think sometimes and um it's how Property, it's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, exactly. Mm-hmm. Is there any like um, advice that you would give? Because people write me, young girls write me, and they're like, "Oh, I've seen what you do. I'd love to be an impersonator." Um, what's your advice? And I don't, I don't really know how to answer that. My advice is look like Marilyn Monroe as much as you can. This is great advice when you want to be an impersonator, and work on looking and acting like the person you want to be but also get prepared for no social life at christmas or new year before (laughs) corona uh weird relationships you're lucky you have a great relationship with but also he's an entertainer so he understands the business you're in but it 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 is not as glamorous as it looks is it or is it Uh, uh you know what it's been the best ride that i could possibly imagine as you know i know you've had a great ride susie but it 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 comes with um it comes with a lot of um, decisions you have to make. And like you said, you give up a lot, you get a lot. Um, I think that the advice that I would give to anyone young who is starting is go to the original, Mm -hmm. always study the original, make her second nature. One of the best things you can do to be an impersonator is not to be um, uh, mimicking, imitating, but channeling. So if you want to do Marilyn Monroe, you have to study her. It's like you, and that can be so easily done. Just go back to the, go back to the basics, which is you go and you look at her persona, you look at the way and you make it second nature, so to say. Mm. So if you're willing to do that work, and of course you must bear a resemblance to her, the body types of the skin type of 
the there's a whole thing about being Maryland, but I never discourage anybody because sometimes I say there's a little bit of Maryland in all of us. So yeah, there know, is. There is. Some women of other ethnicities want to be Maryland. I'm like, go for it. Yeah, that, I think that's different though, because that's like we have like Chinese Elvis, Black Elvis. I think ethnicity is is different. And if you're gonna, but if you're gonna say I look exactly like this person, then yes. yeah, <laughs> it's a lookalike or a tribute. They're two different. They're two different things. So if you're gonna go in for the lookalike, then work on your look. It's interesting though what you were saying about studying Maryland, because I don't know if you found, because I definitely found it, is I've had to tailor myself as if Marilyn Monroe was living in this world now. And yes. you know what I mean? So if you're on, on a gig and someone st starts talking to you, I don't know, about, I don't want to go into politics here, but about the elections or something, you have to answer like you actually know what's going on. You can't go, I don't know what you're talking about, it's 1962. You can do that as a joke, but after a while, and you've got to mingle around for a couple of hours, you're going to have to know about things that are going on in the world and tailor yourself and you, I kind of fall back on Lorelei Lee. I kind of turn into a Lorelei Lee more than the real Marilyn, because the real Marilyn would be standing at the back of this party, not wanting to talk to anyone. But we have to be a little bit more of a Lorelei Lee butterfly caricature. Does that make sense? Well, the real Marilyn probably wouldn't show up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, heart. She, she, so I, it's funny that you say that because this is a very important point. We are hired to bring the persona of Maryland, but you must become a real person. Otherwise, they should just hire a cardboard. You know, exactly. you have to bring a personality, humor. You're there to entertain them. When you're doing a corporate, you're there to entertain them under the under the cloak of Maryland. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. she's the calling card in, and then people want to be brought into your world, entertained, and exactly what you said. As far as I don't know how you feel about this, but I always say because humor's gotten so much snappier, you kind of have to bring Marilyn into the 21st century. So sometimes when I'm doing my shows, there are things that I do that I feel are an escalated Marilyn in this time frame. Does that make sense? Completely makes sense. And I think it's really important to survive in today's world of entertainment because there's so much um, entertainment that people are exposed to and so much talent that we have to basically and I'm not saying she couldn't do it but she didn't do it she died in 1962 so we have to kind of imagine how she would be <laughs> you're right and it, see for instance just a really good story is we brought Jack Benny into Legends in Concert and you know Jack Benny in his time his little well Rochester that was all very funny for that time brought into Legends in Concert it just played very slow and you very go. you know it just it didn't, and he was brilliant. He did him verbatim. Eddie Carroll, he was fabulous at doing it. But because, you know, humor had gotten so much quicker and so much more snappy. So sometimes Marilyn's humor was so wonderful in her movies. But when you're dealing in 21st century, sometimes you have to spice it up a little. Yeah, com completely, completely. It's also, I was fine with her music as well. There's, there's, there's like three songs that still work in today's world, which is like, I want to be loved by you, Diamonds. And um, I'm not dogging on Marilyn. They weren't her songs. They were mo songs from movies, you know. And it was really weird. I did a, a gig and I then ended up doing the retro version of uh, Single Ladies and uh, Katy Perry's Call Me Baby. But they're done like 1950s. I can't remember the name of the band that do them. But the crowd went crazy. Because here was Marilyn Monroe singing a modern song in this um, retro way. But they knew these songs. They didn't know the Marilyn songs. This was a young crowd. And I thought, mm -hmm. I know if Marilyn Monroe was here, 
to do that sort of song in that jazz style just connected more with the audience. Now, some people would say, she doesn't need to, her songs are great. They are great, but we are in a different world now. And, and I know so many young girls who know who Marilyn Monroe is. They've never seen a film of Marilyn Monroe. Never. Well, that brings an interesting, you know, in all, in all the years, which have been quite a few that I've done Marilyn, she's been pulled through with every generation, but this one is different. And it's not, it's just because of the times. It's because of technology. It's because of the way that people are learn information, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so with the millennial generation, I have found that you do have to find new ways to invent the wheel. They love Marilyn, but they don't know her. They haven't seen her films. They've seen her image. So it does give you the ability to kind of, I don't want to say, it's not cheating really, but it's like finding a way to relate to them by bringing new information and new styles to, it's like you're taking the character, but bringing it into this generation. That's it. And I I also think it's honoring her because I do think she was ahead of her time at the time. And if you look back, people at the time said, you know, what she's wearing wasn't right. The way she behaved wasn't right. You know, she was ahead of her time. So I feel like as impersonators, as long as it's done with respect, which you've always done and I've tried to do to to modernize, make us sing a modern song isn't disrespecting Marilyn Monroe's image. It's kind of saying, what if it was like this? You know, it was within reason. I think she would love that. I, I just, I never met the woman, but, and you know that we've read up about her and we've understood that she was always, she was cutting edge. She was really ahead of her time. Mm. I can only imagine that she would love her image to be respectfully pulled into a place where people of this generation could fall in love with her as all other generations have. And, but with some new, some new stuff new angles but why not do that she she ended her life at 36 there was so much more gas in the tank for her as well that isn't it fun if you can kind of recreate some of the things she would have maybe done yeah I I agree and it's it's you know it's in our power to do that and when you see a good response from people and I mean a respectful response of good um it you think okay I've I've done this right but Going on to that, people's opinions on us, because we're going to have to wind this up soon. Thank you so much for your time. But I personally, talking to you, you know what it's like to, to play Marilyn. You also know what it's like to have the, the bitchiness, the trolls, the... Uh, I mean, if I go through the stuff that's written on YouTube sometimes about me, I just... Oh. I could just, you know... And if anyone is listening to this, I have such amazing followers. You're so kind. But the odd one will sneak in and just be so mean. And um, I, now I've got another impersonator. Really, we do do this because one, we do it for money. We're not going to lie to you, of course. Yeah. We, 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 this is our career, but we all have to work. If I think if we won the lottery tomorrow, we probably wouldn't. But um, we'd probably still want to do the odd Marilyn job because it is mostly fun. Yeah, it yeah. is mostly yeah, fun. I and, <laughs> yeah, and we've had a great time. But we do do it with, we have because we've done this for so long, we do have a lot of love for this woman that's made us a lot of money. So when you feel like writing a horrible comment, know that that doesn't actually, we ignore it, we're big enough and ugly enough to deal with it, right? But it's really hurtful because, especially if you think it's coming from a place where you think we're disrespecting Marilyn, because you know what, we probably have more care for this woman than probably most of you do because she lives with us and she lives in us. And we have to take 
the criticisms of, of her to our face. Have you noticed that? People come up and tell you what they think of Marilyn. <laughs> we have to hear that if it's bad. We have to hear that because they want to tell us. I need to tell you something well, about you know, Marilyn. What's that old saying, Susie? Someone else's opinion is none of my business. I, <laughs> me, is none of my business. Um, you know, as I watch how our society has become, even people who you think, oh, no one can criticize them, they do. <laughs> so true. I think become critical and being able to hide behind a computer and being able to, you know, it used to be if you were going to say something unkind about somebody, you had to show yourself. Now you can kind of hide and say really unkind things about people. And I think it says more about that person than it does. I, I just am sometimes stunned how people need to be so critical or, or say unkind things. We are not her. And I... I know that you have tried, as I have, to do her as respectfully as we possibly can. We turn down offers that, that aren't respectful. Yeah. I'm sure you have too. Yeah, and literally, I put it, I've, I've turned down porno. I mean, we got offered porno. Yeah. I'm sure you have to, right? So trust right. us. We've turned a lot down as well. Yeah, it's the love. So, you know, it, it, is, it is unfortunate that people, some, I've had people say, I, I really got to a point in my life that I just do the, I do my very best, as I know you do. Hmm. And... We have to kind of suffer that maybe a certain percentage just don't want anybody else doing Marilyn. But that's their feeling, and they are entitled to it. It'd be best left not have to be said snarky, but um, unfortunately, people tend to do that these days. Yeah, kind of unfortunate. so true. Yeah. But like you say, we're, we'll survive it. And uh, I love the fact that one troll said to me, uh, he's glad that Michael Jackson donated me his nose. So I thought that was, I thought that was such a, so if you're going to be critical, be very good with these critiques. Cause I remember that one cause it was very clever and did actually make me laugh. But <laughs> My God. And the ironic thing is I'm, I'm best friends with Michael Jackson's designer now. And I told him that and he was like, no, he didn't leave it to you. He didn't. Like, so, so there's that rumor to put to bed. But thank you so much for joining me. I th I think this is great talking talking to Marilyn, another Marilyn. And uh, you know what, Susie? It's thank you. when you asked me to do it. I was like, of course. I mean, we've always had this. You know, since we met, just being able to say, hey, you know, like like you said, when we met, we were able to go. What is your life doing this? Because I know what my life's been like doing this. What's your life like? And that's always a good thing to have. So thank you. Oh, likewise and there'll always be professional rivalry you'll always be like i wish i had that job or like i love quentin tarantino i'd have loved to have been in pulp fiction just putting it out there <laughs> if they do actually it's funny i should say that because i actually did play you there was a pulp fiction party it was like wasn't a pulp. it was like a it was like a film party and uh i realized i wasn't hired to play marilyn monroe i was hired to play you <laughs> well there you have it my goodness how fun <laughs> So, for a minute I was your lookalike so um yeah I love it I'm yeah. flattered I'm yeah. flattered thank you Susie no it's all good you know what honey um for me this virus has been just to shore this all up um it's been a, it's been a brutal situation uh it's kind of like watching uh the ship you're supposed to be on sailing down the ocean and you're going Where, where'd you go come back yeah and yeah it's, I don't know what's going to happen at the end of all of this but I do know that um this is it it's been a wonderful run and i'm grateful for everything that i've had i have nothing but the most unbelievable feelings about the years that i've spent having this wonderful woman in my life mm -hmm. and i know that there's so much more left for you and as soon as we can get this 
virus out of our society and things can go back to normal if they ever do. Mm. I totally, I totally agree. I, I feel that. And even if my career didn't come back, I totally agree with you. I've had the most amazing, amazing experiences. And one of my dreams was to go to Los Angeles and be in a, a stage show. And literally it happened just before lockdown. So I got my dream and all my friends came and saw me. And I was like, so I've literally ticked off. You probably are the same. Everything now is a repeat of what I've kind of already done, which is so beautiful thing to say. All the things that I've wanted to do as Marilyn, I did them. And even during lockdown, we did another uh, bio film um, for Stars Channel. And it's just so, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say that, but um, it's been so fun. There's, it's just a, so we're blessed. And any other girls out there, we will pass on as Marilyn's pass on. We're not going to die yet, but we will. <laughs> we, we'll have our time and there'll be another girl. Because, but Marilyn Monroe lives on, doesn't she? So She does. And I'm waiting. I would love to see some, but you know, that's the one thing I was going to say. The impersonator world doesn't tend to have young people really embracing this concept. And I'd love to see some young girls come around wanting to do Marilyn and, and doing the proper work and getting the I'd love to see that happen because, you know, she'll live on forever. But I agree with you, Susie. I know you've had some amazing experiences. You have done it all. I, you know, it's so funny. That stage show you did, I was two seconds, when my friend backed up, I just thought to myself, oh, God, and then the virus came, and now I won't because I should have come to see you. I really wanted to see you in that show. And then the virus hit, and I was like, well, you missed your opportunity. So yeah, well, I'm so happy you did that. It went really well. It, it? Might have been, it might have been a reason for it, but I'm, it's going to be streamed or something. Since corona happened, it's all gone a bit weird with the streaming of it, but it'll be streamed on, on something. So you'll get to see it, and who knows what the future is. It might come back somewhere. Who knows? But we've had a great time, and thank you so much for joining me and all you Marilyn girls out there that are dreaming of a little bit of Marilyn dust. It's obtainable. We, we got it and it's been a ride. Thank you, Susan, yes. so much. Thank you, Susie. And wishing you all the best, my friend. And um, good luck with all your endeavors and good luck with, what, what are we saying? Good health, all that. Yeah. All, all the best to you. Yeah, definitely. Oh, thank you, guys. Tune in next time. Bye.